1: and welcome back to
0: Ladies Who Law School Podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Sam. And this week's episode is sponsored by BarCast Audio. So we have a very exciting announcement for you 1Ls and 2Ls. So BarCast Audio just came out with the 1L subscription package. So have you ever been like on the way to class and you're thinking, wow, you know, I should have read like way more in depth, but I had 19 cases to think about. I wonder what would make my cold call easier if I was to get cold called. Well, we have the solution. BarCast now has over 300 audio case briefs along with printable briefs too. So you can kill your cold called and be prepared literally every single day of class. That's exactly right. Use the link
1: in our show notes to get your first month free of the 1L subscription that BarCast Audio is now offering. Guys, this is one-of-a-kind service that you can have on the go. And just like Samantha said, this is your perfect opportunity to be prepared for any cold call that might come your way. And this week, we are talking all about internships our personal experience with internships, how to get one, how to keep one, how to leave one, and everything in between. But first, we're just going to have a little catch up because, you know, that's how we do it. So Samantha has some exciting news to share. Go for it.
0: So as many of you know, if you've listened to the podcast for about the past year, I quit coffee back in like October of last year. Pretty sure it was like right October 1st because, you know. psycho like that so as october 1st was approaching this year you know i was like hmm i wonder what it would be like to slowly get back into coffee and not like depend on it like i used to i sound like i have an addiction right um and you know just enjoy it because i love the taste of coffee and i i was home um in savannah for the weekend and my dad had the like this awesome coffee machine, and I really wanted to use it. And I was like, oh, I just want to try coffee again. So on October 1st, I had a cup of coffee at work. And, um, yeah, I was hyped up. It took me the entire day to drink it. It was like 4 p.m. when I was finishing it up, and then I had like the last chug at 5. Um, and then I was fine, you know? Like one cup, and I was good. Okay, so... Why did you stop drinking coffee for anyone who wants to know? And so I stopped drinking coffee when I started getting panic attacks because I was really anxious Mm -hmm. and I felt like the caffeine and coffee was just not helping me in that aspect. Um, So I pretty much quit caffeine for the most part and started drinking tea, um, like chai tea, which doesn't have like a lot of caffeine in it. And um I pretty much weaned off of caffeine but then I started drinking Alani's which if you guys know that's like 200 milligrams of caffeine which I'm pretty sure is like quite a bit because yeah. I could I could only drink like half an Alani. Yeah. And it, yeah, it kept me like up and awake but you know, I just didn't I don't know. It just felt like too much, right? Okay, so question, did you feel
1: like your panic attacks, like, subsided when you stopped drinking
0: so much caffeine and coffee? So it definitely subsided, the panic attacks, but also I was making other life changes. Um, So I started taking medication for my anxiety and, you know, just feeling down. So that really mellowed me out and kind of helped me deal with my anxiety. Um, And I think that like being medicated for a few months now has helped. And I felt like, okay, I could try having caffeine and maybe I wasn't going to get any anxiety. And I haven't had anxiety for a bit now. So. So
1: you quit drinking coffee a year ago, but you just started taking medication for your anxiety a couple months ago. So there was a pretty decent period of time where you were unmedicated but not drinking as much caffeine. And in that time, did you feel like it helped? Or were you like still maybe like, I need to seek some more assistance. Like, yes, not drinking so much caffeine is helpful. It doesn't make me like on the edge and jittery and everything, but it's like, it doesn't fix your problem.
0: Yeah. No. Cause there was a time where I wasn't, you know, and I was still drinking a little bit of caffeine, but I don't know. I felt like obviously I went and got help and talked to my doctor and all yeah. that stuff because I was still feeling that way. Yeah. Um, even without the coffee. I mean, it, it had subsided, but then I feel like without being hyped up all the time, it was more like now I was feeling um, less energetic too. Maybe more like blue. Yeah. More down. Yeah. And, and um, yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. I think sense. It, that's just like kind of what happened. And then yeah. I've been, like I said, on my medication for a bit now and, I'm feeling great. I feel like I'm finally like turning into myself that I was like pre-law school, like prime days.
1: <laughs> yeah. And also too, it's like, but it's a new version of yourself because you've changed so much just with your brain totally growing and changing. So now that you, I think that's, that's kind of a beautiful, uh, like life cycle, right? Because you know you were like, okay, I'm gonna do something for myself. I know that this is a problem. And then you realize like a lot about yourself in just a few months, then you seek more help, you get more help and now you're back a year later and you're like, you know what? I really do actually like coffee, you guys, so I'm gonna drink it again.
0: Yeah. And it's not like, you know, coffee's like this big thing that you're quitting, you know, like you're giving it up. Like it was for me just something that I think was a crutch, genuinely like I don't know. And it, and it, it just, just like wasn't. It worse. Yeah. And it was just making my anxiety. Cause I was drinking so much caffeine yep. and I was stressed and anxious for the first time. And I think my body was just like, what the hell is yeah. going on? Um, so yeah, I made it a goal for myself to just stop. And now I feel like I can be, you know, have my caffeine fix and I'm not going to freak out. Yeah. I think that's a really beautiful thing because
1: yeah, you're just growing and changing and I'm, can guarantee you so many law students out there feel the exact same way. And, you know, it's just like not one answer is the answer. One magic pill doesn't fix the problem. And I think just overall, also, I really know you. And I know that you wanted to prove to yourself and give yourself the best opportunity. And I've never really heard that answer. So I appreciate you sharing that. Now, as we dive into internships, you know, samantha so drinker first cup of coffee at her internship mm-hmm.
0: right like I, and I, it was like in my like i went to the little coffee area and um i like got one of the cups with the firm name on it and someone was like okay like here so i damn, go yeah. i was like what creamer should i choose like hazelnut or vanilla <laughs> like it was and I, it, I was like taking it took me like 20 minutes to just sit there and like almost like get myself to drink it So I know you guys are probably like, what the heck? You know, like this girl's nuts, but.
1: I'm sure there's someone else out there that feels the same way. I mean, honestly, like we're all crazy and goofy and weird in our own way, you know it. But today we want to talk about internships, like I said, and we know that a lot of you guys are in the middle of law school, in the middle of the semester, and maybe that's not really on your mind. I know in 1L for me, like it definitely wasn't. My goal was just to, quote, get the best grades I could, and then everything will figure itself out, right? And that's just not true, sadly. If you don't get the best grades in the class, then it kind of becomes a struggle, you know? I know that as I've gone through this 3L journey... And everything I'm gonna talk about later. I just noticed so many people have had opportunities from getting to do different things at the school and stuff that I never knew about. And you know, that's why we made this podcast was to like let you guys in on the tea and the secrets that we never got to know about and still to this day like find out late, you know? So with that being said, I'm gonna let Samantha talk a little bit about, you know, her internship. And I know she shared with you guys, you know, how she got it and everything, but, you know, tell them, tell them how it's going, because I really feel like what she shares is an ideal place and kind of a footprint that you can take with you when you go to different jobs to be like, okay, if they're doing these things for me and They are saying these things or I'm doing these things with them. I'm going in the right direction. So
0: yeah. So I guess update. I'm still at the firm that I was working over the summer and, you know, I love it. I have my cute little office where, you know, I just love it and I get to do fun things like go to exciting court stuff, which, you know, who thinks court's exciting? I do. And, um, I get to work on a lot of pleadings and stuff that actually gets filed now. So like, that's exciting when you see your stuff like get filed and ruled on and argued and you see your case law that you researched, um, in front of the judge, you know, so that's exciting. And yeah, I just, I think it's a great place where I'm being mentored. And I was really looking for that kind of comfortable feeling where, you know, I can be myself and still learn a lot and not feel like, I don't know, uptight. Because, you know, just when you're not in the right place, you can feel like self-conscious or, and, you know, questions can be dumb. I don't feel like I can ask a dumb question with, you know, the attorneys I work with. They're just awesome. And um, yeah, they're very supportive too. They know about the podcast and they have this magazine from the school that maybe one day we'll share the article with you guys down the line. Um, and yeah, well, it's, it's has been, it's been good. I just, I've been learning so much, you know?
1: Yeah, totally. So you talk about mentorship and not being able to ask like a stupid question. What do you think, or how did you know that you couldn't ask a stupid question? Did they tell you like to be open or did you just do it and then it worked
0: out, you know? Well, I think at first I wasn't asking many questions at all because you know when you're trying to impress and you're just like, oh, I know it, like I can figure it out on my own. But then you know they started like they would tell me like you know ask me questions. I want to like I want to know what you don't know, and I want you to ask whatever you need to ask so you know what you're doing. You know, yeah. And after a few times where like I was prompted to. Ask some questions. Like, I just started doing it. Now, every time I do something with the attorneys, I'm asking questions and putting my thoughts. Like, that's the thing. I think when you're comfortable in a place and you know that they respect what you think, like when we were meeting with a bunch of attorneys to talk right before court, like I was giving input and, you know, I felt good when my input mattered and like they actually take into account. So I think that's just like a great thing about. Being mentored, right? Like, they make you feel comfortable. They want you to ask questions, even if it's stupid. Like, they'll explain to you why. Like, even the simple things like where to park, where's the best parking to go to the courthouse, and, you know, it's the little things about judges and certain courtroom etiquette stuff that you just don't think about because you're new. Like, I think that is so important too, not just the legal work aspect.
1: Absolutely. So, Is there anything that you would want to tell, you know, anyone younger than us, a tip or, you know, something that maybe you look back and you think, okay, if I want want to tell everybody to do this for sure, what would it be?
0: I would say um, that if you really find somewhere where you want to work, And you have an opportunity that presents itself at any time to speak to one of those attorneys, right? At a firm, like you're at a networking event or you even see them like out in the street and you recognize them like seriously. I'm not the kind of person who would walk up to anybody ever, but that's what I did in this situation. And I think it just made me like grow up seriously. And, you know, I've learned to be more assertive and stand up for, you know... I genuinely feel like this whole process of me getting this job has just increased my confidence because now, like, if you go to my school, you probably know, like, I don't talk to many people, you know, I'm quite reserved, but there are situations that, like, if I'm standing up for myself, like, I will do it, and I think that has increased my confidence, you know, like, I'm not afraid to just say what I feel anymore, so...
1: Yeah, and ultimately that's why you came to law school. You know, when you talked about your personal statement and like justice and things like that, like you're 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 willing to stand up for yourself, and you always wanted to do that for yourself. But now you're in an environment where you can flourish and grow.
0: And there's, you know, they're very supportive, and then that, I think that's what anyone looking for a job like if you find yourself in a comfortable, supportive environment, like that's the ideal, you know. And I couldn't have asked for a better internship experience so far. It's just true. Awesome. Well, how about I ask you about your internships now? Sounds good. Okay. So you worked at the DA's office, if anyone knows, like... She was there for a while, and then you decided you wanted to try civil. Yep. So tell us a little bit about getting your civil internship and what kind of law it was and a little bit about getting that job. Okay. So I got the job from
1: Simplicity, which is just our career services portal. (laughs) Sorry our career services portal that allows different people in the community and lawyers and everything to post jobs. And I knew that I was interested in in employment law. And so I applied of course, and I went in and sat down for an interview as time was going on in the time period before I interviewed, I went and was like just watching trials in court um, at Oklahoma County at the DA's office, basically that I had, um, been volunteering at. And I went and talked to one of the judges and she told me that like the firm that I was interviewing at was a great firm and that I should definitely, you know, if I wanted to do employment law, that that was a good place to try and work. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going in the right direction. I'm really excited. And I interviewed and was offered the job like on the spot and it was awesome. I told, of course, I was like, I'm going to think about it, you know, and I'll get back to you. Um, I ended up accepting the position and I started right away the next week. I am the kind of person who will love probably whatever kind of work I do. I can like find the positive in the situation and try and like hold on to that. And I think that that's what I did for a really long time at this job. And I didn't really know what I was looking for as far as like a work environment or a mentorship role. I think that that's something that as law students, we like know we want these things, but we don't really know what that looks like in practice and in real life. So it can be kind of confusing and sometimes it's nice when like a friend or someone else is like going through a situation that you want that you can kind of mirror off of, right? But also like every situation's different. So doing that can also kind of hinder you. So with all that in mind, I just tried to, you know, go into the job with the most open mind positive that I could and I just hit the ground running and immediately started working And they gave me work and some of it, I didn't really know what to do and other work I was really good at.
0: We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible.
1: Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies,
0: and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners. And all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime.
1: Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it?
0: Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go.
1: And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management.
0: What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing.
1: So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer.
0: So you worked there for a while, and when did you start feeling like it may not have been a fit for you, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that maybe saying, like, I find the positive in the situation, I should, like, rephrase that, right? I think when things don't really go well at work or you find somebody might have done something that offended you or something like that. I think I just allowed, I just brushed it off. I just chalked it up to part of the situation, part of being a lawyer, part of working at a firm life, because I had no, no different. And I think there were times all throughout where I was wondering, like, is this normal? Or are these things that I should like, want things to be different? Or is this just what I'm going to have to put up with for the rest of my life, you know? And it wasn't until probably, you know, for the spring semester of 2021, I worked part-time. So it wasn't like I had a ton of time in the office. I saw things and um, did things maybe that I was like confused about. I never really felt like I could ask questions. I was told to ask questions, but it comes back to you, you know, describing like wanting to impress people, people like being disappointed in whenever you ask questions or not really answering your question or seeming like they don't have time for you. I think that those are all things that are red flags that I didn't, I just like, allowed to happen that I think if I would have been in another job previously, I would have been like, no, this isn't okay. Or me being who I am would have been more direct or pushed the situation in a certain way. But I had no idea what I was doing,
0: you know? Also, I feel like that spring 2021, it was, you know, I was working at a place where I wasn't too happy at. And I think it was just like, oh, maybe this is just like, what it is, you know, normalizing
1: it. And I think I was like, oh, yeah, I have it better than she does. So I should be happy, right? Like, it's like, oh, because my boyfriend only beats me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? Like, it's just crazy. Like, to, we live in this world of comparison, of course. And as women, we do that all the time. But as someone who's so novice in a situation, I just think, like, I didn't have it. I was grasping for straws. I just didn't know what I was doing, you know? And the firm that I was working at was and is one of the best employment law firms in the city for plaintiff's work. It's one of the only, you know, and I thought like, okay, Haley, where else are you going to go? Like what, you know, what are you going to do? If you, I never really thought about leaving until it was, um, into the summer. And when I started working full time and I could really, um, just feel like the culture of the office and how, everyone operated and everything like that there were things that I absolutely loved and there were times where I felt mentored or um, truly like cared about you know but then there were other times where it was more times that I didn't feel that way than I did feel mentored and like cared about and that I could ask questions and that people cared about my growth I understand that people are busy and things like that, but it just didn't seem like they were bought in to my success. And whenever the summer came and I was working full time, I was doing a lot of different things. I was learning. I was asked questions like, what do you want to do? And what do you want to learn? And things like that. And I would, I would always have answers. I think one of the things that I regret was not asking for more feedback because I know that that was something that after midway through the summer, after the summer was over, um, I realized would have been probably really helpful. I also, you know, there were times where I felt like I was doing nothing and I'm the kind of person who will seek out work, but also like you don't want to... I don't know, take on more than you can chew, <laughs> you know, bite off more than you can chew, right? Like, I was scared, really, that I was going to mess it up or not mm-hmm. do something right. And I think so many times I was just in weird situations where I felt so unconfident mm-hmm. and so insecure. And I would leave work and I would just take it out on Colton. I would cry I would just feel like shit about myself. Like I really don't know how else to put it. And that's why I bring up, and I am not joking about someone getting hit or anything like that in a relationship, but I truly feel like, it was one of those relationships where I was getting beat down and I just kept showing up, you know, and I never talked about it. I never vocalized it. I never had a conversation and that is not me. I'm like 100% the person who approaches things head on and says like, hey, I don't like this, but I felt so unconfident. I felt like this is the way it had to be if they're the best firm in doing this area, you know, like I just have to deal with it. And it got to a point where I was just so upset and I was so heartbroken about the way I'd been treated. And I knew my work was better than what I was getting. You know, I wasn't getting feedback. Even if I did ask, it was just like, oh, it's good. Like, what kind of feedback is that, you know? And I just realized that I wasn't, that it, I had fulfilled my summer and that it was time for me to cut ties and just go into. to the fall semester with, um, in my mind, less stress and an- anxiousness around my confidence. And now, I mean, to be completely honest, this whole semester, I've been really trying to focus on what my next job is going to be and talking with people and learning about people's journeys and what they do and how they got there and, you know, what they look for in a work environment, and I talk so much now about, with people about the culture of their firm and different things like that. And it's just opened my eyes to the different types of firms and the different, um, what I think maybe I was looking for, you know, and opened up my eyes to what I could potentially do out there because I think when you're kind of just sitting in this environment, you're, I think, I was. I don't want to say I was settling, but I think a part of me realized like if I want to do this and I want to grow, I need to go to a bigger market and I need to find someone like this, but different and to teach me, you know, like I know what I don't want, but I know what I do want kind of thing. And I think it's a beautiful thing, but also like, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm still super unconfident, super insecure about what I'm going to do when I talk to people that work in my dream firm, like it seems unattainable in a sense, you know, I've gotten people asking me about grades and, uh, and by people asking me about grades, I mean like you guys, listeners, like, is that really true? And everyone I've talked to that gets these jobs at these certain firms, you know, um, that are in law school with us now, like, absolutely, it was because of their grades, you know, that's just the way it works. And that's kind of touching on what we were talking about at the beginning. Like, I look back and I think like, oh, if I could have gotten the best grades and gotten OCI, what would my life look like?
0: You know? But then again, there's the other side of the coin, you know, like we know a lot of people who went through OCI and worked at the best firms in the city and they absolutely hated it. So maybe you had to go through this journey to get to where your next place is, you know? Absolutely. And I mean,
1: I think a lot of people, sorry, I think a lot of people, like you said, go to different verbs and they learn and whatever. It's just grades are a gatekeeping mechanism that allow you to get into certain interviews. They allow you to check a certain box that people just trust and That's what I'm fighting, to be 100% honest, is I just need people to take a chance on me and I need people to see that I'm a hard worker and that I'm willing to do the work and that in reality, my first semester of law school, I had no effing idea what I was doing, but like, look at me bounce back, (laughs) you know? So it's kind of one of those things where, you know, this episode isn't really about, you know, when I said at the beginning, this is our personal diary journal of And I hope that I hope in a year or after we take the bar, we do an episode and you guys are like, damn, Haley, remember whenever you were like scared? Yeah. I mean, I just I hope that other people out there know that they're not alone and feeling like, what am I doing? Or I didn't get this or I hate my job. Just like she's saying, you know, you went to these certain firms and you clerked and you interned and you're like, I can't do this. And maybe I don't see a fit for me out there, you know, and I think that. It's just opened my eyes to bigger firms, different firms, um, all the different size. You know, you just deep dive in, into the outside of law school lawyering and you learn so much about culture, firm life, Uh, quote, work-life balance, LOL. That's a whole nother topic, but all the things and you think, okay who do I, who do I want to be when I grow up? And I know that that's a goofy saying, but at the same time, like you want to be at a firm where you look at people and you think, okay, I want to aspire to be like them. That keeps you hungry. And I think that's something that you really can't forget because when you're trying to find that firm fit and you don't really know, like look for things like that.
0: Also, I just want to also touch on the fact that, you know, Haley's been doing a lot of networking and a lot of research, obviously, in her job hunt. And, you know, there's a lot of jobs too where you don't even necessarily need to be like an attorney that your JD can be so helpful for. You can make really good money. I mean, maybe even more than you were as an attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, so always keep that in mind too. You know, when you're searching for a job, like, Maybe, I just, I mean, of course, like, yeah, being a lawyer, but I always feel like there's some people that like they get to law school, they get their JD, not saying that this is you, but I know some people. Yeah, And they're like, I'm not going to be a lawyer afterwards, but I have this dream in mind and that's my dream job with yeah. this. It's going to just elevate it. Yeah. So, you know, keep that in mind too.
1: And I think a lot of people do work and we've seen it time and time again, every time we look at people's bios, right? They'll work for five years and then in this unsustainable law firm type life, and then they'll have to t- make a pivot. And I think that what I hope for our generation is that we don't have to pivot so much. Maybe we kind of grow and change and we do other things to try and make it sustainable from the beginning. You know, I've been taught, like I said, like you said, I've been networking a lot and talking with younger associates who have two-year-olds or aren't even married yet or just people who I can really like relate with, you know, and what I want my life to look like in the next five to 10 years. And they have work life balance and they have
0: whatever that means. That's a whole nother episode of course, but I just want to touch on something that you told me the other day, because I know you said it's a whole nother topic, Yeah. but I just want to like interject because I was like, what you said the other day just goes with what this is perfect work life balance, right? There's work, and then there's life, and like you said, there's 80 million things that are in life. Yeah. So, like, what does work balance really look like? You know, on the scale. Yeah. Just saying.
1: Like, how can it be balanced work and then life? Like, that's unattainable. When you think of it like that, it's almost worse. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And with all that being said, guys, we are bringing in more people to talk about jobs outside of just law firms, uh, things you can do right after law school, like clerking. And we are also going to talk about what actual quote, the new, I like, I want to think of it like that, right? This life pie, this, this, all these things that you're allocating time to and you're growing and you're changing and things are shifting throughout your life and what your priorities are are going to shift throughout your life. And I think as women, especially people who are going to be having families, whether you're a man or a woman of course you know that pie and that quote work life balance is gonna you're really gonna have to wrap your mind around what that's really gonna look like for you and it it goes back to exactly this conversation we're having I'm not comparing you know basically Samantha's internship to mine like it helped it really opened my eyes but at the same time like her chapter 22 is my chapter two and we're moving in the right direction and that's all that really matters and I think that that just goes to with work life balance. Like some people are going to be having kids and then it'll be your turn next or some people are doing this in their career and then it will be your turn next, you know. And yeah, so I really hope that uh I don't know. I hope that you guys enjoyed this. I know that this was a lot about us and a lot about, you know, my journey especially But also, like, I want you guys to know that there were times where I was really, really low and I was really depressed. And um, some of the ways I knew that was because I would be just so emotionally charged. I'd be so unhappy. Um, I was trying and trying and trying to have these feelings that I knew I, I had when I was really feeling the work. And it wasn't happening. And sometimes it isn't you, you know, sometimes it's just the environment you're in. And I think that growing up, I was always told, you know, make sure it's look at in the mirror first before you go blaming other people. And I think that's what I did. And then I realized like, Hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with you for, for this not working out. And I hope that anyone going through that same similar situation can know that it's okay.
0: And I also, you know, Haley has obviously been going through this stuff for since the summer. And like, you know, we've been talking to you guys. And it's just also a reminder that, you know, on social media and on the podcast, like you never know what people are going through behind the scenes, you know, we can be preaching all this happiness and positivity, but we are just like you guys too. And we get uh, upset and emotional and bad things happen. And sometimes things don't work out like they're supposed to, you know? And I think also these experiences are humbling for us. And we realize like, dang, like, you know, this is not a piece of cake, you know? That's why law school is hard. This is why it's so hard to be in the legal community because like nothing's perfect and it Honestly, like, even with my internship, you know, like, there's things that are not perfect. And, but, yeah, I'm proud of you for realizing after many talks <laughs> that you needed to get out of there. Yeah. Um. Because uh, I feel like I was definitely someone who was like, eh, you got to go, sis, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I mean, I remember many
1: times, you know, I would cry to my mom and she would ask, you know, what has Samantha said? Or, you know, and I'm saying, and she said... And I said, she tells me to leave. And I think my mom was kind of just like, kept asking me that for a reason. Like, you know, as parents, I feel like they're like, okay, they'll never listen to me. You know what I mean? So they find the people in your life that you're going to listen to. And they just constantly remind you to listen to that. But yeah, I mean... It was true. Like, there were times I didn't want to listen. I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to. I thought I was doing something wrong. I was giving up on myself. I was giving up on this dream. Why can't I make myself fit? I'm changing yourself. I mean, and that goes back to who I was as a little girl growing up, just the insecurities that you have. And you really see that come out when you're new and fresh. And it's just like when you were 1L. You know, people compare the first year of practice to being a first year law student. So, it's just all a humbling experience and a growing experience. And I think we just have to remember that because it's hard in the moment.
0: And I also think that, you know, since you left, you've had your doors have opened up so much, just like knowing like what areas to move to and what your your possibilities are. Like, I feel like your eyes have opened up to like the world, you know? So yeah. I feel like th- these situations are like blessings in disguise when you look back on them you know everything happens for a reason
1: yeah
0: do you feel like my demeanor's changed i mean i think you're just happier (laughs) you know like i think you aren't stressed out about i think also like your confidence too yeah i think both of us are just flourishing and i think we are good you know helping each other figure out like what we lack in each other's lives you know yeah but um, yeah, I think that you just kind of have a vision, you know, what you want now, yeah, you know, what you yeah. don't want, you know, where to look, mm-hmm. you know, who to talk to, you're very targeted, you know, yeah. like you have an intention. And I think that's another thing manifesting and in setting your intentions, guys, like I know that kind of sounds like, ooh, la la la, but I'm not <laughs> <Sage>. kidding. Like, <laughs> it's true, like yeah. putting these positive, you know, thoughts in your head mm-hmm. and, looking at the future in a positive way, really thinking about like, what do I want to do? What is my dream? What makes me happy? Yeah. Yeah. That's all part of this journey. And I feel like that's definitely what Haley's gone through these past few months. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I'm so proud of you. So. Thanks, buddy. As
1: always, you know where to find us. You can follow us on Instagram, slide in our DMs if you have any questions. If you want to chat with people that aren't us and you have some more questions and maybe the same question, you just want a different opinion, get in the Facebook group. There are over 1500 members right now. We are trying to get it to 2000. Maybe we'll do a sick giveaway when we get there for all of our Facebook group members. So get in there, ask some questions, read. Sometimes just like all I heard recently is listen, listen, listen. So read, read, read people's you know conversations that they have on there. I'm sure you can learn a lot And maybe even make a few friends. So with all that being said, you know where to find us. We're here. We're open. You know, we're growing. That's what this whole episode was about was growth and flourishment. And, you know, you're you start out as as a caterpillar to grow into the butterfly. And I feel that so hard. I feel, like, ugly, like... Are was, you in the cocoon right Yeah, now? I was like, like am I? Am, I'm feeling pretty, but I'm not. Like, <laughs> what am I in this stage, you know? So for anyone else out there like that, like, you're not alone. We're here for you. Let's chat. And as always, guys, stay
0: safe and stay healthy. And wear your mask. Bye. Bye, guys.